We got Perfect. production manager Ryan on the case. Queuing stuff up. Dude, Britt is a podcast vet. How I many am. how many times yeah, I've seen you on Luke Payson ish. Like who else have you done? What else um, have you been on? Just Bob Maloney, I think. Bob Maloney. Um, okay. I can't really think. I did like a senior project for this one high schooler one time and she did like <laughs> an awesome. interview with me, which was really cool. That's sick. So, yeah. Was it like fight related or something yeah. else related? It nice. was about like girls in MMA. Right. So does she yeah. she trains, I assume? She did. Okay. And she didn't end up sticking with it and she wanted to know like what made us stick ah, with it. Yeah. That's a cool idea yeah. for a yeah. part. good on her. Oh my How gosh, did... I was so impressed. I'm like, you're a senior in high school. For I did sure. the easiest thing in high school. I was like, anything that's easy and takes less time, exactly. I'm gonna do. Well that's we, what high school is. Yeah. We are official now. We're oh, it's officially oh, wow, okay. nice. All right. Oh, whoa. Stop talking about <laughs> like it wasn't live anyway the whole time. <laughs> But yeah, this is sick. I'm glad you're in here, Britt. It's been a long time coming for sure. I know, like, I know. not just for us working together, but for you, this pro debut, everything with your career has been like this super slow burn to this point. And now it just feels like it's ready to pop yeah. off in a big way. So, how's that process been for you just to jump right into it? Like, how do you stay focused through all these fight cancellations, switch ups? Even that's why Jim, our matchmakers here on this, like you're one of the hardest people to match. Yeah. Females in general are tough to mm -hmm. match, but the whole process is just insane with you. So how do you stay committed throughout all that and stay focused? Yeah. Um, well, and like you said, it is just harder for females to be matched. So I think just starting with that and then as you go up the ranks, you know, as you go into the pro um, scene, it's like a smaller pool of women and, and that kind of like adds to it. So... Um, it's just been, I mean, it hasn't been easy, but I knew like, I was kind of like, oh, did I think this would be easy? Like being a professional fighter, like, oh, that's going to be really easy. It's going to be super sick all the time. Cakewalk. Yeah, exactly. So like the times that I was like kind of down on myself a little bit, I had to like tell myself that like, oh, did I think this would be easy? Mm -hmm. And like, you can ask like any of the greats, like, did they ever have hard times or self doubt or like struggles throughout this process and probably what made them great is they never stopped and just kind of kept their head down and kept going so I knew that this eventually would work out so whenever it like wasn't working out and I wasn't getting fights I didn't like oh I'm gonna take a couple weeks off or you know I just like was like okay I'm just gonna keep doing this you know so um it's like a big blessing now because I got like what I wanted and more like we got a great fight we got it here in Pittsburgh with you guys, like selling a bunch of tickets, having like everybody I love there. So it's like hindsight 2020. It's been a bl huge blessing right now. So when was your last fight? I should know this off the top of my head, but it's been a while. It's been a long time. Is it over a year at this point? It will be a year in January. January 7th okay. was my last fight. That feels right. So I know like since that point, we've tried to match you once and just literally couldn't find an opponent that worked. And then you had the LFA fight lined up, and then you got signed to Invicta. And I think I told you this at Stout the one day, but I was like, it was like the world was trying to let you fight for us yeah. once, at least once, because like stuff kept falling out. It was like, hey, Brit's available again. Yeah. Like one more shot. It took us like five tries, yeah. but we got here. We yeah. got here. Yeah. And that's how it's supposed to be. Like you said, the environment's going to be insane. Like, yeah. like we're honored to have you on the card, first of all. And secondly, like, having the ability to promote a fight like that is huge for us too like this is very much a two-way street i would say because everybody looks at you as kind of that next level fighter in pittsburgh and 
with that comes a lot of pressure, I'm sure. Yeah. So how are you handling that aspect of your career where it's like, it is your pro debut, but at the same time, from this point on, you have to be super smart with every move you make. Yeah, that's a really good question because, um, well, I've never fought at home. So I've never had like the pressure of like hmm. everybody, like, you know, I've had a lot of people go to my fights in the past and travel and, and you know, people close to me will go. Um, but I've never like sold this many tickets or like had this big of a spotlight on me for a fight. And when I think about it, I do get a little like, oh my gosh, like, oh crap, there's a lot of people coming for me. But then I think the best way I just deal with it is I like don't think about it. Mm -hmm. I kind of honestly just like block all of that out. I block out that this is like probably the most important fight of my life thus far. I block out like everything that I've given up to get here because like I've done everything so far that I can, like, and I know I've done it to my best ability to be right about it and like trained my hardest for it so far and like the months and months like this whole past year was mm. like training for this fight so like I know that I've just worked so hard for this that like it's kind of like out of my hands at this point I'm just doing what I can and I'm really trying hard to not like overthink it I just like go to the gym every day talk to my my homies like I normally do hang out there and and train hard and then the fight's gonna happen and that's when I'm gonna start like zoning in and dealing with you know this is it and just have that ultimate focus when I'm there but leading up to it I'm trying to not really dwell on the whole spotlight aspect of it and how big of a deal this is for mm -hmm. me I would imagine having that whole stout team like you're not doing it without them the the camaraderie at that gym is insane the way yeah. you guys have each other's back I mean you can look at just the announcements that you were going to be on the podcast, like the amount of people who shared it and got yeah. excited for you and commented on it. It's crazy. Yeah. So having that foundation has to be vital, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm so, so lucky, so blessed to just have everybody with me at Stout and like in Pittsburgh and people that I've trained with before and like still like we keep in touch and super, super, super blessed to be here. Yeah, I want to rewind a little bit because it was funny when you came out here, you were like, feels like I'm back in my hometown. Yeah. And then I'm wearing a, a Fulton County crew neck, which is where I'm from in like South Central PA. And it's very rural as well. I'm like, yeah, it reminds me of my hometown too. So you mentioned like selling a ton of tickets. This is this is interesting to us because usually somebody who's not from Pittsburgh won't sell well in Pittsburgh. Like that just makes sense, right? You don't have as many family and friends, your roots here. How have you been able to become so popular in Pittsburgh so fast? Like, when did you get in Pittsburgh to begin with? I want to just rewind the Brit story a little bit because I feel like there's a section missing from the history. Yeah. Um, well, I'm from a very small town. Graduated with 35 people or 36. Nice. So, like, wow. That is no small. Even smaller light. than mine. Yeah. yeah. No stoplight, no cops, no nothing. So, like, Pittsburgh to me. So, I, I went to school at Lock Haven. Um, I was in a relationship at the time and um, moved out here with like we have since like broken up. It's OK. And uh, <laughs> it's just like it's it's like a weird story to tell with that part. But anyway, I moved out here with her and then um, she got a, got a job with the Penguins and I got a job with probation. And it was it, it was a is a weird step that I like needed to take with training because I was training at a smaller school and I knew about Stout here before. So I knew like moving out here, Stout was like the next step that I can take to kind of like skyrocket me and mm -hmm. kind of like it, the, the necessary step if I really wanted to take this serious, you know, going pro eventually and whatnot. Um, so when I came out here, I mean, Stout was awesome. Everyone welcomed me with uh, like open arms and whatnot. 
And um, I don't know, dude, like, why? It, it's just like, it, it truly is amazing. Because like, I mean, when when I was like, first, like, uh, like, am I gonna sell any tickets? Like, you know, because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I, I'm not from here. And mm -hmm. my roots aren't from here. But I've like, everybody's been so like friendly here. And I've made a lot of lifelong friends here. And it truly, truly, truly means the world. Like everybody that's getting a ticket, like from the bottom of my heart, I'm like, wow, like, thank you so much for coming. Because mm -hmm. like, that means a lot to me. Like you're taking time out of your day, money out of your pocket, like to get my t-shirt to come to my fight. Like it's not cheap, you know, and I really sure. appreciate it. And so it's just like, I'm like, how did I so so many tickets? You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> well, how did I do this? Yeah. You know? Cause like I started out small town, Went to Lock Haven, that's where I went to school, lived there for a little bit, came to Pittsburgh and kind of started this journey. And like, I'm super, super blessed to be where I'm at right now. So, yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh's just been like a great place to be. And I've made a lot of friends here and I'm very thankful for it. So, can, can I add something here? <laughs> so, I haven't spent a ton of time with Brit. And like that part of that question with, with Hunter was like, hey, how did you like mesh so well with so many people? Brit, you have like, and I can't see around this monitor and see, see you, you but you have like this, um, like just spending this short amount of time we spent together today, there's like, uh, I don't know, there's something that like, like you have an aura about you that is like really welcoming and like, it's no surprise to me just after spending this short period of time with you, of why like you've built so many good relationships because like it's it's very clear to me that you have like this welcoming very friendly just um special personality that like it, it just exudes oh well thank you so much that was very nice of you to say no no problem i appreciate that <laughs> it's true sunshine right yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you guys seriously thank you so i listened to ish's podcast with you which is awesome shout out ish lopez ish. i just did his podcast yesterday Saw actually that. so that was yeah. cool it was a cool little role reversal since he was on ours now i'm on his cool. yeah but i i thought your journey was super interesting in the sense of like you kind of got into a gym by accident it sounded like on yeah. that podcast is that accurate oh yeah okay yeah so what about it like like you said were we live when you were talking about the girl that wanted to interview you from high school for um I, it might have been the show it before been the, like show. the show yeah <laughs> show before the show at any rate, her point is super valid in that why would you ever stick with this? It's such a weird thing to stick with. It's like you make no money, you get beat up, you're hurt all the time. And the end goal, you have to get to the tippy top for it to be worth it, right? Like yeah. you can't be just an average pro regional fighter and really make a great living. So you have to get like either to PFL now or UFC or Invicta. And it's like just such a weird career choice to choose. So why at the very beginning were you like, not only do I like this, but I think I can do something here? Mm -hmm. um, I think at the beginning, it kind of like fascinated me, the like competition, just like seemed because I always played sports in high school. Mm -hmm. And to be able to like compete again, I was like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. like this is exciting to me. I think when I first started, I was like, I, you know, I had the dream of going pro, but I like obviously knew that was a really long road, you know, like right. you can easily say, I want to go pro and make this a run. But like, like anyone who's done it, it's like, okay, welcome yeah. to the longest Do you know road what that of your means? entire yeah. life. This mm -hmm. is like the hardest thing ever. And you might make zero money. So, and you're right. It is like 
weird. And I think throughout this process, um, it's molded to just like who I am and like with everyday training, like let's say even when I'm done, like I'm always going to train because it just makes me feel so good. And there's times where I'm like, like, I mean, I'd be lying if I'm not sometimes like, oh, I wish I picked like a simpler life. Like why <laughs> I can't, I'm literally not programmed to live a normal life. Cause as soon as I get a taste of like three days having like the normal life, like not going to the gym, maybe I like go out to the bar with some friends and stuff. Like I'm not happy. And I like would rather be on the other side of things, just like killing myself in the gym, cutting weight, like, that's throughout everything where I've been like, oh, I wish I picked a normal life or I wish I did this. Like throughout everything, I, I ultimately knew that this is like what makes me feel the best, you mm -hmm. know? So, um, but yeah, in the very beginning, I don't know why I never stopped. Like, I don't know. Like, it just was something in me. Like from the moment I started training, I never like took a hiatus off. I mm. like had a shoulder injury and I had to like take like almost a year off because I got like surgery to get it fixed. But even throughout that time, I would like go and sit at practice and I would watch and I would go to the tournaments that they were doing and I like couldn't wait to hop back in. And um, like my whole recovery was like the thought in my mind, I was like, this is my comeback story, you know, before I like even had my first fight. Like it mm. just was like programmed in me, like from the, from the day I started, I kind of like was addicted to it to where it had to be a part of my day. And like people who train not only if you like, you don't have to fight to be like that. Like if you miss jujitsu or like kickboxing or whatever you're doing, you're like, I'm so ticked off that I missed <laughs> practice today. Like I yeah. had to go and like, hmm. you know, I, I had a had a late meeting at work and they made me miss class and I'm so angry that I missed class. And like, I think even people just like that, like they can understand the addictiveness that it has because it's so good for your mental health. Hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, I kind of like went off on a rant with that. I think I went off on a rant because I don't know why I never stopped because <laughs> it sounds crazy. It's I don't know like why. You're trying to talk yourself into a good <laughs> yeah. reason as you go. Like you hope you stumble into something that makes sense. It's like, nope, no, none of this makes sense, actually. <laughs> I'm just crazy. That's honestly a perfectly valid answer. So do you think a fighter, this is just kind of, a, I don't know, dumb, maybe a dumb question. Do you think a fighter can will themselves into being a pro fighter? Or do you think you have to have that in you? <sighs> Man, everybody's so different in the sport. Like, what someone else does is, like, different to the next. About, like, mm -hmm. what? Because it's all mental. I think you can will yourself, but I think you do have to just have that in you to keep going. Because yeah. this is going to be a hard road. Like, look at my past year. Right. Like, exactly. All I mean, left a career for this. Like, did a lot of sacrifice. Not only just that, like, I'm someone that, like, I didn't go home for Thanksgiving because I have a fight coming up. Like, I will sacrifice time with friends and family to train. Like, mm. I will do that. And, like, um, that gets tough, too, because I'm like, oh, I'm missing out on time. And, like, it, I think – but everybody's different. Some people, you know, don't do that, and that's totally fine. And um, I think, like, you, you can will yourself into it, but, like, you have to have that mental grit to just, like – you can't be a woe is me person. You mm. can't be like, oh, woe is me, like – gonna get injuries yep. gonna have long days you're gonna balance like for the beginning you're gonna balance work and this work it's gonna be hard like i don't really like you, you can't be like woe is me you just have to like forget about it and keep going so i don't know i mean i think you can like will yourself into it but eventually you have to like mold yourself into that person i think 
for sure. I think it the physical grind is more obvious to the average person when they think about being a pro fighter. Like, of course, physically taxing, but you said something really interesting there that I want to drill into a little bit. The amount of sacrifices you have to make with relationships and things like that is nuts with training time. Like, I heard you say it on Ish's podcast, but, like, you had to let your girlfriend know up front, like, training comes first. Like, I have to do it. This is my career. Like, I need you to understand that. And obviously, she's super understanding and cool about it. But, I mean, how tough is that? Just as a human being, being selfish where you need to be selfish. Yeah, uh, really tough. Because that, that goes, ties into, like, the pressure of the fight. Mm -hmm. Like, all these things I sacrificed are for, like, a 15-minute little segment of my life. And I could win or lose. Obviously, I want to win, but, like, it's MMA. You can throw a haymaker and anything can happen. You yep. know, that's the risk that you take. And the sacrifices are tough, dude. Like, I feel really bad, like, you know, I'll miss my mom and my dad and my stepmom and I have a little sister. She's 10 and I have brothers and like my little sister is like doing sports now. And like I'm just hearing about the games and I like don't go watch the games because they live like about five hours away. And um, it's really tough because then also like with my girlfriend, like like right now, like I'm not going to like go out to eat because I'm watching what I need to eat and everything I do is to be like mentally and like healthy for the fight so sometimes I don't like want to talk about certain things mm -hmm. like like around the fight or something like that would be normal to talk about at home or something she'll like bring it up I'll be like I don't want to think about it right now I like you know because I, I have to <laughs> like I'm constantly like all right all wow. right pull yourself out of you know Brit's world like other people are here too sometimes because it is very you do have to be self-centered in a like in a way and it sounds horrible it really does but this is such a mental sport that like how I deal with it and like like I said everybody's different how I deal with it is I literally and this and, and this is part of it where I will sacrifice things I do everything I can I leave it all out like any any like doubts that could have been in my outside life like maybe I left to go home and I missed three days of training and like in hindsight, does that matter? No, but like that's in my mind and I have to take all of that out. And in order to do that, I have to sacrifice some things. And um, it is tough because then I do feel bad because these people that love me, that are around me, I love them too. Um, like my family and my girlfriend and, and the fact that they're just so supportive, I'm very lucky too. You know, like Emily, that's my girlfriend. She's the best and she's very, very supportive throughout this. Cause I know this isn't easy and it's not easy to be with someone like this you mm -hmm. know so it's tough it's so layered like you mentioned going home and just having that in the back of your head does training matter there was a a golf instructor one time i heard this is a weird example but it makes perfect sense like uh, did you ever play golf first of all well um i like have but i'm not good at it okay nobody's good at the first <laughs> it's like jujitsu nobody's just good at it right away like you definitely have to grind at it but like there's this Obviously, you golf. It's sunny out. Some people wear sunglasses. Some people don't. Some people think when you wear sunglasses when you golf, it affects your depth perception just a little bit, like just enough to be a problem. And he asked the golf instructor, like, is that real? Like, do sunglasses actually mess you up? And the instructor was like, if you're thinking about if they mess you up, they're messing you up. Yeah. So it's like even just that mental, like even the sunglasses might not actually be affecting you. But if you're worried that they're affecting you, they are affecting you. Yeah. There's that weird dynamic of like every little piece you put into this might come back in yeah. some way. So mental. That's a really good. I like that reference. Yeah. I, I totally understand that. It's yeah. weird. But when you think about it, you're like, yeah, wow, that actually makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the grind for you, though. 
like now kicking into your pro career, it's all upward from here. And like this fight in particular, I'm just stoked first off to have it. But secondly, against a vet like this, like the matchup gym, full credit, dude, like pulling this one off, like this feels like the right first step for you. Mm -hmm. And how are you viewing this matchup specifically? Um, I, I think Danielle is like a very good competitor in the fact that she has six to my zero pro fights. Yes. Um, this is her seventh. I was hoping that's where you'd go with it. Yeah. yeah. I'm not naive to that. And I very much recognize that. Um, but sometimes, you know, beggars can't be choosers because it's been so hard. We kind of got to like do what we can here. And I think it's like an appropriate first fight in that aspect too, though. Uh, I think she's going to like be really like gritty. She's done, I believe, bare knuckle fights too, some box, excuse me, some boxing fights. So I definitely respect that. But like, I'm always like that into a fight. Doesn't matter who it is. You could be like, oh, and 15, and I'm going to like treat you the same. I'm going to think you're like the best thing in the world. And at, at the end of the day, like a fight is, and you'll see, like, I think I started doing this, I think my third fight. As soon as I like walk in, I'm just like ultimately like super zoned in on the person. Just focus nothing else matters in the world at that moment because i've had fights my like mma debut i lost and i wasn't like that i was like kind of looking at the crowd i was like listening to my name being announced i wasn't i was like listening to my walkout song and after i lost that i was like that's done i'm i'm just worried about this person right mm -hmm. now I'll just lock in on them and um i think uh she's gonna be tough and i like respect her and i'm also very thankful for her because without her like this wouldn't be happening and i'd probably be a little bit more hopeless about this stuff so i'm super happy that she took it and that mm -hmm. it's happening i'm happy that you guys made it happen so um i think it's going to be a good exciting fight so where where did that competitive attitude come from because you, you mentioned growing up you, uh, you played sports and usually like what i see um, when somebody has that in them that comes from one of two things either a big family or one of your parents was involved in sports, had you know an athletic gift, um, athletic ability, and it came from them genetically. Yeah. Um, well, I grew up with three brothers, and we were all very rough on each other. Isn't um, everyone technically your brother, though? Like, everyone's my brother. <laughs> but you sent me that meme, which I've gotten it after you sent that to me another time. That's <laughs> I was awesome. like, wow, that's, that's so funny. Where, so where, 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 where um, did you fall in in line with uh, your brothers? Oh, man, I was, like, right with them. We'd be no, out. Like, uh, uh, older, oh, old, in the okay. middle, youngest, am, the baby? Uh, the So there's, I'm the second oldest. Yep. So, but I also took charge, for sure. I took charge. The football drill was in the backyard. <laughs> we used foam sleds as, like, little hit -ems. Like, I'd make all of us do drills, and I would, like, hit them with the sled That's when they're hilarious. running with the ball. And um, I don't know. I, like, I from a young, young little Brit, Sports and, and, and games have been my drive in life. Like, it doesn't matter what sport I was playing. If I was, like, playing football, I would, like, watch a football game the night, or watch a football movie the night before a game, and it would just get me so giddy and so excited. <laughs> Same thing with, like, softball or, like, soccer or something and, like, basketball. Mm -hmm. um, I think it just makes me – it's just, like, it's just my niche. There's nothing else in the world that makes me feel the way I do, like, when I get to compete or when I get to just play a sport – um and i think i've like kind of taken that into training and there's really no other high than like so like i've always played team sports and when like it's like jujitsu competition or 
fighting MMA, it's just you, like controlling another human being, and you achieved that. And then they raise your hand and it all works out. And it's like the best feeling in the world. So I definitely got like addicted to that too, even with just like starting out in jujitsu competitions. What are you going to do when you get addicted to fighting in front of a crowd at Monrova Convention Center? <laughs> I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to get two white claws, start smashing <laughs> in the air. <laughs> keep two white claws. We need to tell our setup team, keep two white claws cage side in case something goes down so we, gotta, we can dude, throw them in. We got to toss them in over the cage. Oh, if like, you guys can actually that. Do would that, be I sick. Would do it. I would love it. We got to fight after yours. All right. Um, We'll do it on the way out. Right. There you go. Okay. That'll work. There we go. <laughs> with with the, the new canvas, we actually can't, because that'll absorb it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm also very excited to fight in your new cage. So I was going to say, awesome. okay, I was just about to ask after he said that if you were aware of the yeah. new cage or had any indication, but obviously you do. That's sweet. So it's, yeah. it's bigger, but also, yeah, the canvas is real canvas. It's not like screen printed, like plasticky feeling like the other one. Okay. So it's going, it's like what the UFC uses. Awesome. We've looked into it. That's and, great. <laughs> and and just so just to note, while we were sitting while we've been sitting here, the new canvas arrived. Oh, oh nice. whoa! Wait, wow. it's here right now. Like, at well, the not here. Oh, okay. It's at my house. Okay. Oh, okay. Remember, oh, yeah, they right. couldn't. That's right. <laughs> this is a remote area. <laughs> so, they couldn't find it. Probably no, literally. <laughs> so they went to ship Past it. Past the third cow. We went to ship it, and they were like, <laughs> "That'll take an extra like two weeks." <laughs> and we gave them my home address, and they're like, no, that's good. That'll be there right away. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, apparently this is a remote area for shipping purposes. And I mean, I, like, I get it. I get it. Yeah, who wants to come it. out here? It's like 10 minutes from, like, civilization. It is in a really weird spot. It's not that far from Bridgeville, but on your way out, you just feel like, where am I? Like yeah. we said, like our hometown. Definitely. I got the same vibe. Yeah. I'm like, am I back home right now? Like, yeah. How does this exist this close to Pittsburgh? Yeah. This is weird. Where so did you I'm come from? Where'd I come from? Yeah, No, like today. Where did you come from? Oh, uh, I live in Mount Washington. Okay. Yeah, so nice. I'm a city girl now. Washington. Washington. Mount Washington. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Mount Washington's awesome. Yeah. What's your favorite? Do you have like a go-to restaurant or anything up there? Probably tough to think of. Now, oh, up but... there. Uh, Redbeard's. I go there a lot. Redbeard. Do and you then, know, Jim? Uh, I don't know that's, Redbeard. That's where I went for my 21st. I, I don't remember nice. leaving, but. <laughs> yeah, Redbeard's is fun. Cochran's Law. You heard of that? Cochran's Law. That's a good place to go to. I don't go up. Mount Washington too much, honestly. I don't know why. I don't know. It's just not accessible. I yeah, guess. I don't know. it's a little out of the way. I don't know if I would like. I do just because like we live up mm -hmm. there, but mm -hmm. um, and it's a nice spot where if you're like going out and you don't feel like leaving the mount, you can like go to a couple Leave places. What street are you there. on? Ruth. Ruth. Okay. People, I, I swear, don't write that down and come for me now. I, I've lived on Maple Terrace, Sycamore. I've lived on, oh. like, Virginia. Oh, yes. Okay. I used to live all, all the... Wow, you lived everywhere. Yeah, I did everywhere. He's a nomad. He was actually wow. homeless and just sliding into different yeah. houses when he could. He's like, oh, a place on Ruth just opened up. You're mm -hmm. part of those homeless guys that hang out. <laughs> hey, there. you got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Until 247 Fighting starts paying the bills, Ryan. Let's do it. Yeah. Jim, I want to I want to kick one to you to like kind of present with Brit, but just we talk like briefly about the struggles of matching Brit, but I want you to really dig into that because you're obviously the one headlining that charge. Yeah. So give the good people a look at like what the process is like for matching somebody like that. So here's here's how it um, usually starts, and there's no message that comes from any coach, no texting, nothing happens like that. 
it's usually like the um, the sky gets dark, these <laughs> black clouds start rolling in, a lot of thunder and lightning. And then I say to Hunter, I think we have a female. <laughs> yes. So that's how it starts out. Um, now, so the, uh, the the female MMA scene in Pittsburgh is definitely picking up. We've got three three females on the card, which I don't know. If, I don't think we've had three in a year. If I think if, we had a card with three before. I don't. May, maybe the very first one. Uh, or I the think second it was, one. I think it was like Brawlenberg two, maybe. I'm going to do some research while you guys. Yeah, go. I, I the one with Megan Williams. So that was. Okay, so that would have been Megan and um, and Cheyenne and Sid and, who, and Sid was on that card too. I think so. I don't think you're right about that, but mm. I think we had a, a. I I believe we had a card with three because you're trying to beat it. That's and, it. That's three. It. There yeah. were those three: Cheyenne, Sid, and Megan Williams, Katie wow. Perez. That was Braun the Berg one, July twenty seventh. Okay, so Jim didn't match it. That's why he didn't know. There you go. Yeah, but we got three on this one, and hey, let's throw the dart out there while we can. There is a fourth female who is available for us to match. Pro one thirty five, Brit. I'm just oh, saying. I wonder who that is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who, who could it be in the city? <laughs> yeah, so she's available. She's available too. So if we could add four, we could break the record. There's still time. If there's any pro one thirty five females like tuning in to see who this Brit Bickert cat is, and they're trying to like scout you. Yeah. This could be your opportunity. Just come fight on the same card as Britt. Yeah, honestly. Let's do it. But yeah, and, then we, and then we could do, like, we could throw a white claw to you, too. Throw, like, throw a white claw to me? No, the, the, the girl that... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would potentially be, like... Oh, fighting. yeah, if they're yeah. worthy enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's my thing. Wow. If they're worthy <laughs> enough. That's my thing, man. Wait, what's the best flavor? <laughs> We need to get I like that. Like strawberry, before. that's my favorite. I didn't even know they made strawberry. Yeah, I do. Is that one really rare? I feel like I've never it's seen newer. that. It's newer. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it's been around for like a couple years. Okay. I think. Yeah. It's I'm in not. like it's a, it's in a certain flavor pack. Mm. Yeah, and it's not like a super common flavor pack, but I like it. It's my favorite. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, Jim. Let's let's. <laughs> I want to continue. The sky's darkened. There's thunder. There's lightning, and you know it's time to match a female fighter. Yeah, Where, so what do you? How do you react to that? I cry. I usually cry. <laughs> <laughs> Me but, too. <laughs> yeah, but that Jim, that's your first reaction to everything. <laughs> Brian's calling me. I cry. I cry. So, um, there's there's just not a lot of females, um, and 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 not just that. It's talent. Um, there's so when you do find some that might be available, it could be a mismatch, and it's. It's always the hardest fight to put on a card. Um, it, it never goes quick. So what we've done, though, um, in all these years of trying to get females matched on the card is we've built up a database. We still know that it's going to be tough no matter what. Um, there's not a lot of op – there's plenty of opportunity. So that's, that's another thing that makes it tough to, to get, get you on the card. Mm -hmm. And when we have somebody like you with you know, your talent – that that triples um that complicates the problem so um but you did say I, I i appreciate what you said like in the very beginning of the podcast is is on your end we've never really actually um asked the fighter what they go through when when they're sitting there and um and waiting to get matched and you had a long layoff you know it like for us it's it's frustrating i'm, I'm sure doubly so for for you on your end mm -hmm. um 
So, but but to get back to the matching of the females, um, we reach out to other uh, promoters, other matchmakers, and you know try to find somebody that maybe hasn't been on our radar before. With you coming on the scene, though, it um, it has changed things a little bit because we've had um, Cheyenne on the card. Cheyenne, um, you know, she's at one forty five, so we've found one thirty fivers that um, that would step up to one forty five. So I did have um, people. Yeah, I had contacts. Danielle was a contact that I had talked to before, mm -hmm. um, and trying to bring her in for uh, for Cheyenne um, Sid when she was fighting. She was fighting 125, and often she would step up to 135. So we had that roster um, available. But it was, but it was, it's, it's just never easy. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, I definitely recognize that because it's just a smaller pool. I mean, right. if you look at a UFC card, there's not always feet. Well, first of all, we were just allowed to start fighting like what was that like ten years ago or something? Yeah. Um, if probably not even ten. Maybe really. not even ten. Yeah. And then if you look at some cards, like not there's not always a female fight. Like it's such a small pool of, of women. And then when like I say, you go climb up the ranks, it's like harder and harder. And like you said, talent comes into play. And so I like recognize like when I'm trying to find a fight, um, it's like an all hands on deck type thing. And I know everybody's trying. Like Mike's trying, my manager's trying, you guys are trying, all these other promotions are trying. So no one tries harder than Jim Mooney, I'll just tell you Jim that. Jim Mooney's trying over here. <laughs> I will say it's super nice when a fighter, because I remember early on you were like, would it be rude if I sent you guys some names also? And it's Not like, no, that all. is the least yeah. rude yeah. thing ever. Please, like yeah. every bit of help you can get. And that goes for, honestly, all fighters. Like uh, Lucas does, like it never really, it hasn't worked out yet where we've matched him with a person he sent us, but Lucas always tries. He's like, I'm, I'm on topology. Like, I think these guys can make sense. Look into them. Yeah. Dude, that's helpful. Like that, is, that makes is our job easy. Helpful, yeah. 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 Because that then in our mind, it shapes an image, um, gives us an idea of the type of uh, opponent that you're looking for. You're looking for a striker. You're looking for somebody that wants to grapple, wants to keep it on the feet, you know? And, um, so when, yeah, when you said that, like, yeah, let's get as many eyes on Tapology and, you know, looking at YouTube and digging yeah. into the registry and see how many more names we can come up with. Yeah, it's like worth a shot. Like once we started finding girls and I was like sending them to you, uh, I was like, oh, worth a shot. Maybe yeah. this will work. Maybe it won't, but totally. it's worth a shot. And it's great because ultimately it all goes through Mike and Will anyway. Yeah. So it's not like we're going to just book something without their yes. consent or anything. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. okay, whether you recommended it or we found it, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. it ends up in the same place no matter what. Yes. And like you said, they're looking too. So yeah. that's great. Sage Stepinski just chimed uh, in. We love you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> love you, brother. All right. Sage. All right. I got I to gotta talk about the brother stuff because oh, obviously it's like it's a meme basically online with you. But what? What was the brother origin story? Dude, I don't really, once again, don't know. I, <laughs> I will say um, my best friend, uh, Jesse Florentino, he's out in Vegas now. Uh, he, I, I think it was kind of a part of his, like, just how he talks. If you met him, mm -hmm. he's very much like me. I think I, like, kind of fell into the brother thing. You just and, picked it up Yeah, I just picked it up a little bit. <laughs> and it kind of just slowly but surely became what i do now mm -hmm. and i love it i think it's really funny too like That's i think great. it's really funny and i love it so 
that's kind of like how it started, I think. And then you add in White Claws and Pit Vipers, and oh, you've got dude. like the perfect branding experience going on there. Like you're I straight out this. of like late '80s, early '90s pro wrestling. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank, thank you very much. I love White Claw. I love Pit Vipers. Love how they look. I've had them for a long time. And yeah, I mean, I think because like that's just me, mm-hmm. you know. Like when you want to like market yourself or whatever, like that's me and i'm not this like someone i like I, I like on my instagram if you look my captions are never like through the darkness you'll find light if you work hard every single day like i'm not like this like mm-hmm. gonna give you motivation through my caption it's fine if you do that by the way i don't care it's all right mm-hmm. um <laughs> that's I just the like cool to, thing to do it is the days. cool thing to do and it's great to do it too it's that's totally okay um i like to just be a little silly because like I like to work hard, but I also like to have fun, mm-hmm. you know, so. What a dynamic. Mm-hmm. What, a, what a concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, obviously that shines through all over your social media and it's just, it's hilarious. And obviously everybody gravitates towards it, which makes it doubly fun. But Ryan talks about it all the time. And that is like what you just described is how, in our opinion, as promotion, as a promotion, that's what fighters need to do. Like, don't be somebody you're not. But take who you are and then rev that up to eleven. You yeah, know? and that's obviously what you're doing with that. Like you made the White Claw commercial the one time. <laughs> yeah. like, how fun was that? What was that experience I like? Literally, so it was for I think it was for um my T-shirt and the company that I was working with, MMA Tico at the time. They're like, oh, we would love. We're trying this new thing. Can you do like a promo video? And it was like right before my fight, and I like went to the gym and I was kind of like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like. It makes me cringe just being like, I'm Brittany Bickhart, get my t-shirt. Like, I just like can't do that. So I was like thinking of funny things to do. And I just like, it just kind of like progressed more and more. I was like with my friends, the one girl, her name's Dory. She's really good with like TV production. She's like okay. actually legit to her job. Bring so her I was in. Like, she's like really good. She's like has <laughs> Is a very it Paul's wife job. by chance? Does, not, doesn't his wife do that? Yeah, she does something with that too. Okay. Um, Kevin's wife, who also works out at the gym. Okay. So I don't know if you guys would know them. Um, yeah, I don't think so. But Yet. I was like, hey, you want to help me with this? And we kind of just like got together. It, it reminded me of being in high school and you have to like make a video for right. like art class or <laughs> something. Right, and right. we were just like having fun. And I was like, no, I'm going to slap it out of your hand, hand you a white claw, and I'll wear my pit fifers. Like that's like how it came about. So Paul Luke. Speak of the devil just sent me this, and it might be the best oh, picture ever dude, taken. That picture is hard. <laughs> that picture put it is into hard. the camera, yeah, bro. I'm going That's to. I'm going one. to. Put put it just on, turn put it, it around. Brit's and camera, Brit's yeah. camera. Yeah, it's on. It's it's not focusing on that. Let's keep it there. There you go. Okay, it focused. Beautiful. How good is that? <clears throat> My God. Great what picture. You, what are you standing in front of? It? That was at Strong Style when I was uh, training with. Makes sense. Training with Jessica I. That's perfect. So I was like, hey, take my picture quick. And like, it was a great picture. Well, that experience had to be pretty sweet, right? Oh. Training there. Oh, my Jessica gosh. I, yeah, dude. Legit. That was one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. How'd you get hooked up there? Um, I'm trying to remember. She came to grapple in town, like in Ohio one time. Bob Meese reached out to mm. maybe Mike or someone or... Just said, hey, she's looking to grapple with some people. And I was like starstruck. I'm like, Jessica, I. I think I just got done watching when she was on like the UFC pay-per-view when she split her head open. Yeah. Like, yep. I was totally fangirling. 
So I went there and we just grappled. It was very lighthearted. She wasn't, it was, you know, it was totally fine. She wasn't getting ready for a fight. Then um, I kind of forget how she was looking for sparring partners for, she was supposed to fight um, this one girl. She's like tall, blonde striker. I forget her name. Um, she actually ended up having to drop out of that fight because she broke her nose in a training camp. Jessica did. did but you do she it? was, oh no. <laughs> I would have like, I would have been so sad if that was my fault. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> feels so bad. Yeah. Um, but she trained with one of my good friends, Nikolai, who trains out in Ohio. And I think she might have hit him up. But anyway, I got in touch with her. And we I would go out every weekend and spar with her for her training camp. Um, you know, and, like, we would spar. And then she's like, hey, do you want to do strength and conditioning with me after? And I'm like, sure. And I just remember, like, looking at Will. Like, I was, like, this little kid, like, like just the coolest moment. Like, just this total, like what if you would have told me when i started like jessica i is gonna like have you be one of her sparring partners i'd have been like kidding like it yeah. was awesome That's still sick. one of the best moments of my life i think she never got the credit she deserved to be honest and i've yeah. i've always been a big jessica i fan for whatever reason but like people she kind of got clowned on because of how the valentina fight went but like yeah. valentina could do that to literally anybody mm -hmm. and they just I don't know. MMA fans in general are super fickle with stuff like that. Like yeah. one, just because you lost a fight in devastating fashion doesn't make you a trash fighter. Yeah. And like people put a lot of disrespect on Jessica. I felt like after that. Yeah. And it's just discrediting everything that happened before it. She had one of the most brutal finishes of all time: the standing arm triangle against the cage. Do you know this finish um, against? I actually don't. So against. Let me pull it up. Let me pull I don't it up. know that. I need to think of who it's against because you need to see this. <laughs> um, I feel like it was in Bellator. She, while you're looking that up, that's a good point because this was like a good eye opener for me. She was just kind of like talking to her coaches and I kind of like overheard it. And she's like, yeah, so, you know, Valentina's fighting this weekend. So I have to keep watching that this week. So every time, so think about it when you're at that level, every time Valentina would fight, yep. um, they replay her knockout. Yep. So like Jessica has to keep reliving that moment. And I was like, you know what? That's right. Like, you man, do. that's yeah, that sucks. That's not so we're conscious of that for sure. That's what I was literally just going to talk about. Like when Visoki knocked out Des Ford in Johnstown, yeah. it was the most picture perfect knockout. Like any promoter would want to use that clip. But yeah. like I talked to Des ahead before time. I'm like, dude, I'm really sorry that like you're going to be seeing this. Like, are you OK? First of all, if we put dude, he was so professional about it. he was like, I know you guys are doing your job. Like that was a sick knockout. Of course, you're going to post it. That's yeah. fine. He was super cool about it, but like it would be hard. Like yeah. as a fighter, like you got to keep seeing this. That sucks. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the standing arm triangle was against Zawila Frost Frastow. I think it's George Gergel's wife back in the day. Mm -hmm. I think it's Zawila Gergel at one point. Could be wrong. Yeah, but that, anyway, that, that she yes, that was in Bellator. Yeah, and oh okay, you yeah, gotta sure. like it is a just vicious finish. Like standing arm triangle against the cage puts her to sleep in like. Wow. Well, it says 58 seconds, but wow. it felt even faster than that. Just a pure manhandling. Like, it was ridiculous. But yeah, like, stuff like that, people forget about those whenever they talk about Jessica I, just because of how the end of her career went. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, she yeah, was exactly. awesome. You don't even realize how good she is. Like, crazy yeah. talented. What was it like, like, one-on-one -on -one working with her, that experience? Oh, dude, I mean, like, I'm so thankful for her because she, like made me like mentally different being able to like train with someone at that level was like super awesome and like you know a good uh like good place to do like i don't know like like a not that I, like it's just kind of like a good 
way to build my confidence in a way like oh okay i can train at this level you know mm -hmm. and um oh man like it just was like the whole every time i went there i was just like <laughs> the fact that i like could text jessica i and like I, i'm <laughs> still like what you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. she's so cool she was so helpful she was really like took time even though she was training for her fight like hey you got this like you just you just don't stop you keep going with it like you can take this like it's yours and like that's really the fact cool. that she took time to like even to this day like now like she'll you know if i have a fight she'll like comment on my posts and you know message me sometimes and you gotta so get her down to the berg that's cool oh yeah so tell her that she has a front row seat if she wants it okay, yeah i will tell her that let's honestly. go yeah I'm sure get she some evil eye that. action down there yeah, let's go like, hey we love you here yeah yeah i think she'd appreciate that she so. looks like i don't know if she's i have no idea her personal life or her career goals or anything but she looks like she's in really good shape again yes yeah. like looks like she's getting ready for something i don't know if she is or if she's just addicted to fitness but either way yeah like that the, would be sweet if she yeah. comes back the trip that launched the beginnings of mm -hmm. 247 um, was a trip to Cleveland on, at two, UFC 203, which Jessica I was on. And I got in the elevator, happened to be staying at the same <laughs> hotel as them. And I got in the elevator and someone else joined. And who is it? Jessica I. Wow. Yeah. All comes full circle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Craziness. But also the experience, I, I would assume, of working with somebody that high level, just that had to further cement the idea, like, I can do this, mm -hmm. like, I can make oh, it like this. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, it, it just, I can't express my, like, gratitude towards her enough because it was, I was, like, so very thankful to be a part of something like that. And it definitely was, I mean, it was legit for her fight. Like, and then when she fought Macy Barber, I, like, went back out there and, and trained mm -hmm. with her and, like, she had her coaches in her corner, like yelling things, like about to like beat me up, and it it made a very real like it was almost like getting ready for a fight my first time going out there because I was like nervous, I didn't know how I was gonna do, it was like the unknown. I'm like, am I just gonna go out here and like totally get beat up and like be like, wow, this isn't for me? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um, and it was almost like a fight, like a pre-fight, like never been to that gym um we treated it like we did we always did three five minute rounds you'd get, we would get there warm up and then we would spar and like in between rounds we would go to our coaches like we'd go to our corners will would come out with me i would go and talk to him like through the cage just like he would like in a fight he'd give That's me cool. water he'd like give me tips and then we would go back out there and so it really was simulated like a fight too and so yeah i mean it was just uh, she's awesome like they're awesome there and i'm like so happy that i did it oh no the buzzing. Is this, is this what happens, Whoa. Jim? This, is, yeah, is there a match happening? I need, I need to look at my phone. <laughs> I guess somebody must have reached someone, out about that bout. <laughs> I think it worked. Think it's either worked. that or a female bout has pulled off. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, don't no, say no, don't even say that, dude. What are you doing? You know better than this. Wait, wait, wait. This is a nice wooden table. It we is got wooden. This. We yeah. got this. We got this. That was crazy. You could, like, hear the neons and could you yeah. hear it? Yeah, yeah. Kind of Ryan cool. just constantly adjusting the brightness yeah. over here. Look at this. Look at it on the screen. Just oh, yeah. I, I just that. killed it. Beautiful. Yeah, kill it. There we go. That's good. Okay, we're back in business. Dude, that was great. Is this what happens, Jim? It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. And then, dude, I'm that'd not, be I'm wild if it happened. There's a female like, bout that match. needs to be matched. That's what it is. Yeah, I'm okay with that now. Dude, honestly. the clouds roll in. <laughs> Would have been incredible, dude. Having four female matches on a car oh, would be yeah. like, I wonder if that's ever been done in Pittsburgh. But I don't know. We gotta do reason. We need to know 
Are we at the record, Ryan, for most uh, fights by a promotion in Pittsburgh? So most this is our... For most fights in general. Like uh, events. Cards. Oh, yeah, yeah, events. Maybe. I think... Um, so if you... Oh. Total events in Pittsburgh for us, this the number is nineteen. Like that's that's our number. Mm. But like because we've had other bouts elsewhere, that's why that that number's different. I gotcha, I gotcha. Huh. Yeah, like Johnstown and okay. Yeah, Johnstown had a different show title because that wasn't in Pittsburgh. So I think if we count Johnstown and count Sprawl, when the we birds, count we those, I think we're up there. Yeah. Yeah, you are okay. up there. But in pure Pittsburgh-based MMA events, we might have like two more to go, which yeah. is fun. But I, I, like I think Gladiators is the only one with more, but some of their shows were in Johnstown. I don't think they ah. named them different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's a Danny Palm. That is a Danny Palm question. He would totally know that. No, he won't know it, but he'll look it up. <laughs> he'll know it in five seconds. Who put their food up here? I'm going to eat it. There's Beef food jerky. there? Oh man, that's my. F- no, you can, eat eat you can eat it. You can eat it. That's nah, all. Good. It's fine. It's fine. Chew right into the microphone, Ryan. That's what people love to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> little well, ASMR. Not even a little. Oh, uh, so I want to jump to Stout specifically because watching that fight team grow has been really cool for me personally, for Jim and Ryan. I'm sure, like. Watching it, a handful of fighters here and there, and then over time. I mean, Sal's been part of the OG Pittsburgh crew as well. Obviously, Wilkins is as Pittsburgh MMA as it gets. <laughs> but watching like him transition from a pro fighter, now a coach, and like seeing everything start to come full circle and just the team you guys are building, it seems like every event, there's new people on Mike's list to mm-hmm. match yeah. like every single time. What's that experience like as you as one of the more senior members of the fight team? Yeah. Um, it's like so cool because, um, like I think it's just like, almost like if you're surrounded by like, you know, the, the best and, and if you're just surrounded by like good things, good things will just like kind of produce. So like there's days where, you know, maybe I don't want to train or, you know, going through it or something and I go to the gym and, you know, Anthony Lucas is there and I'm just like, Hey, what's up? You all right? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like joking around with them. Like all the other guys, like even just like aside from just like everybody that's competing, we just have such a good group right now of everybody that just kind of has each other's back and um, everybody just wants the best for one another. Like we just want to support each other. We want the best for each other. We're always like sharing each other's things on Instagram, trying to promote everybody else. And mm-hmm. like um, that is just like so amazing and i think it's like even more awesome too because like we have stout but like we also like get to cross train with everybody too like you you throw in matt factory like we're basically one big giant unit and like i mean will and mike and like isaac and and everybody else um but but will and mike like i'm sure you guys hear them in the corner it's just unreal like it really is and like it's just something that I, I I don't like, I'm just so happy that I'm here and I have them and like, I'm just super blessed and like every fight just feels so great to have them there. Like I made a joke one time cause like usually like when I've fought, like I've traveled by myself with them. Mm-hmm. I'm usually like the only person on the card, maybe like somebody else. Um, and like, we kind of like have a time just like us three. And it's like part of the fight that I look forward to is like the trip there and you know, getting to spend time with them and like um they have this thing and i joke around that like whenever i'm like with them like 
it, it's like they're just gonna figure it out it's yeah. like you're just like traveling with your dad and everything's okay they're gonna figure it out you know what i mean yeah. they just give you that feeling about like life like if i'm just like contemplating something i need to like talk to somebody <clears throat> even just like aside from like being great cornermen they're just great people mm. like they really have your back in and outside the gym because they actually care about your growth as a human i'm sure i mean i'm, I'm not gonna do this but if i went to them i'm like hey i don't really want to fight anymore they'd be like okay um you know obviously we want the best for you like what else do you need you know what i mean like they just would have so my cool. back so like that's also just we're blessed dude and like warren you know he's great too like like letting us grow this like he started this gym from nothing and he hasn't like he's on his way to having like an empire so like even just having that like this amazing facility to train at we have four locations like we're just i mean it's super awesome to have and always growing like we said not just the roster but the offering the locations the now mike and will have a podcast and like just everything yeah, that, that that podcast is it's, awesome. it's great yeah. it's such a good yeah. podcast yeah. like they've your coaches they've needed one for a long time yeah. like that duo is perfect for yeah. podcasting man i love that so much and then technique tuesday with christian and lucas yep. like everything you're doing it's you can see it growing step by step and it's just really sweet like what's the end goal going to be i have no idea but you talk about a gym like strong style or att any of these giant gym like there's no reason that pittsburgh can't also have something like yeah. that I instead agree. of and like traditionally the idea in pittsburgh is like when comma got to the ufc he would have to travel to vegas like for fight camps mm -hmm. when he had a fight to finish up the idea traditionally is like you have to go away from pittsburgh at some point once it gets so big but is your mentality that you can grow it here instead mm -hmm. um yeah for sure like i have like what i need here mm -hmm. um and like i've cross trained a lot and i think sometimes it's just a reminder of like oh wow i have it good like <laughs> you know what i mean like and, and also like not with that said and like mike and will know this too there will be points where not that i like go out and do my whole camp somewhere else or without them because like in, in my mind i'm like i definitely like need them um but I'll, I'll need you know more females to train with sometimes you know for a certain right. fight maybe there's girls maybe a girl will be like you know world champion jujitsu girl and she's you know five and oh and Maybe I'll have to go out to Colorado or something and train with, you know, other UFC girls like that might is going to definitely come into play just because of the female aspect to it. Super fortunate with Carly and Cheyenne. Shout out them because I'm super blessed to have them just to train with you know, Cheyenne's pro two and one. Carly is scary. Like <laughs> you guys are going to see like, do you guys realize how scary Carly is? <laughs> like. I know Pat and Justin's terrified of her. He is absolutely <laughs> terrified. Dude, Carly is a dog. Carly is so scary. And I seriously mean I would never want to fight her. I wish you would not have said this on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, now it's more than just dark clouds when we have to match her. It's like a whole Ryan, tornado, can you look out the window? tsunami. Dude, like, she's gnarly. She's so awesome. So I'm blessed to have them. Um, but with that being said, just like, you know, anything, uh, we train with each other all the time. So we kind of like really know each other well. So at some point I'll have to go and like during my training camps, just train with other girls, which is good to do. Um, but, but I definitely like see stout being somewhere where I can like keep as a home. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, that has to be an amazing feeling just 
personally knowing you have that security right here at home and watching it blossom. I what's super interesting to me with Stella is somebody's alarm. I don't know what oh, that that's is. that's me. That's my bad. That's okay. What I'm so unprofessional. No, it's okay. <laughs> true. Chill. Yeah, true. We're, we're chilling. That's my beeper. <laughs> Seeing it like the it's mix the mix of homegrown and smart outside talent coming in. What I don't know if you can even speak to this if you really know, but like, what is the process vetting process like for Stout when somebody like Lucas Siebert wants to make it full time, or like J Ram comes up and wants to make it full time? Luke Martin, like, seems like you guys have smartly added outsiders that instantly fit, like they just fit right yeah. in. Whereas you get the wrong outsider, it could kind of disrupt the chemistry of the gym. That's a good point. Um, well, honestly, like shout out Lucas, <laughs> all those guys come because he just like knows them and they just. I think they come try it out and and I don't know like <clears throat> that might be better like for them to answer but what I would assume is they come and they're like and Lucas is like because Lucas is legit and he's like hey like this is a legit place where I'm at like I'm telling you just come and you'll see and then they come and see and they're like oh yeah like I want to stay here um and then they're just chill guys like we're so blessed honestly you know if someone comes and they're not the best human I think like I fully believe in that like that just kind of weeds itself out on its own you know like mm -hmm. we can't we're not gonna like very we're not gonna like, say no you know but like if if you're not a good person I think that will just kind of work itself out on its own because we're so tight you know yeah, and because right. it's just so good here and and at Sal and whatnot so um like luckily we don't like really have that problem um, maybe like as we get bigger that it might be a problem but like yeah it's um I think just since we're just so good just like anything it's like the old saying like the bad just gonna weave itself out it's just kind of like that so yeah mm. I think that makes perfect sense it would be interesting to see where it goes from yeah. here for sure because just comparing it to a year ago is nuts and oh, same yeah. for us like when I look at 247's growth it's hard you get so caught up in the weeds of like event to event that you just fail to see the bigger picture and then when I think last year at this time was Bit B 15, like Calvin Harbaugh versus Shaka Worthy. And like that was December's card last year. And wow. just seeing where we've gone from there, like that feels like five years ago yeah, in my head. I was there, yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah, right? Yeah. It literally feels so long ago. It feels like we've done so much in that year. But day to day, it's just these small little incremental changes. And then when you get that big picture perspective, it's like, wow, like some stuff happened this past year. Oh, man. And that's yeah. how Stout is to me, too. Like every once in a while, like Mike, like I said, he adds a few new every card. But then if you look at his list from like for February's matching versus last December's matching, it's like so many new people. Yeah. Like just a preposterous amount of new people. Yeah. And I think it's going to keep, like you said, it's just going to keep growing because uh, we recently started the Stout Fight Team Instagram. If you don't know, now you know. Go follow it. Um <laughs> So someone that I know very close runs it. She's very <laughs> awesome. So I've heard tales um, of that moderator administrator. <laughs> so uh, oh, is that Jess? No, it's actually my girlfriend that runs yeah, it. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know. I, I was like, who are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. Jess Jitsu would be good for it too. Is Definitely. that who you meant? Jess Jitsu? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You <laughs> should let her do a takeover at some point, she, like just for a couple of days. Yeah, she's, <laughs> dude, she's great too. And that's what I mean. I just I could go on about the people that I love at Stout. Love Jess. All those guys, jiu-jitsu guys, they're great. Um, but what was I saying? Oh, like how we're growing. 
Oh, yeah, so yeah. like, I think it's just, so imagine being like, cause I remember being in, like where I started was not out. I mean, there was no heating, no AC, there's cockroaches everywhere. Like it was gross and it wasn't like very cool looking, you know, mm -hmm. I just liked the fighting aspect and like watching my first MMA fight made me like super pumped to do it. So like, imagine these guys and girls that are coming in. Maybe they can watch some videos on the on the Instagram and then they can like come and watch one of our practices and they're like, oh my gosh, I want to do that. Boom. First motivation. Boom. Just got a new person. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I think just like even that as a whole, like us without promoting it, it just speaks for itself, you know, and then, and then they come watch, you know, like, oh, I want to go to um, Padmore's fight in December and like, I want to watch everybody on the card and they're like, wow, like this is a great promotion. Like, this is so cool. I want to do this. Like. MMA as a whole is like kind of coming up like that and I think things when you just are surrounded by good and like you know you know good people and whatnot it kind of just speaks for itself and yeah it's like what we're doing at Stout. Mm -hmm. Yeah and I, I always feel super honored and blessed when something like that ha happens when I see a fighter who hasn't fought yet in the crowd at one of our shows and it like gives them the itch. Yeah. I'm like dude that's so cool that yeah. like our show made you feel like I want to be a part yeah. And it, it happens a good bit, yeah. which is really cool. And stout stout guys too, like MF Burns that was just just fought Brandon Washburn. Yeah. Like he he was at a show before and then came up to me after the show. I was like, bro, I got to get on one of these. I was like, tell Mike, like, yeah. say the word, man. We want you on too. Yeah. Yeah. He's a savage. And that's how it always is. Like these new stout, Max Jarrell, like Dude. any new debut stout, it's Max. like yeah. you guys, the level of quality, the baseline level of quality is so much higher than it used to be in general in amateur MMA. Like, Max's fight, if you watch that six years ago, that could be a pro level fight. Like, mm -hmm. skill wise, mm -hmm. that's like where some regional pros were at. Mm -hmm. And those were freaking debut amateurs. It's yeah. just nuts. Yeah. His debut was amazing. Oh my gosh. I was like, wow. He's like slipping, yeah, he like really eating good. things. And I was like, that's not normal. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> that was really, really good. Dude, full shout out to his opponent too, because yeah. so many, like we said, debut amateur also, like so many would have been just completely overwhelmed and given up. But dude, he hung in there, like yeah. fired back. He was totally game. Yeah. Max just definitely a slight level ahead right now. Yeah. It was a good fight to watch. Mm -hmm. and, and, and a good fight to watch takes two people. Facts. And it was a great fight to watch. Yeah. Yep. What's it like when whenever somebody new or upcoming comes in and like they're really good right away? Is that super exciting? Oh yeah. Say, oh yeah, we got another dog. Yeah, you can <laughs> tell like you know you're kind of like you know especially like Mike and Will get very excited and and it, it's definitely like I think reassuring for the team too. Like it, it's it's good to bring in like it it feels great. Like we have like you know Lucas those guys that you just stated like Lucas Josh Ramirez Luke like these guys that were like amazing wrestlers and like you know done already a lot with their life a lot of good things and i don't know if you guys have heard about Vermont yet have you definitely okay <laughs> <laughs> like wow um it's like so cool to be in that room you're like i'm a part of this with these people and then we get a new person coming in and like they're already showing amazing talent and it's just really exciting to see mm -hmm. saturday is pretty eye-opening for me, like I know I was just there delivering tickets or picking up tickets, wh whichever it was. But just seeing the talent in that room from all over, and it's so cool, man. It's so special in Pittsburgh right now with yeah. the factory, the academy coming in. And just you get that mix of just everybody in one place at one time yeah. getting better together. Really, really cool yeah. to see. How has that grown since your time at Stout started? Um, so I'm trying to think back to when I first started sparring. Um, 
like I remember Jonas, he's like one of our coaches yeah. at Stout. He's like, hey, like, I don't know if you know, but like every Saturday we have this fight team practice. We want to come out to it. And I think even then I was like so starstruck <laughs> at like just like pros in the room. Mm -hmm. I was like, he's a pro. Like I was never training with a <clears throat> pro before that. Yeah. I, was, it, I think it was Ethan Hayes. Nice. And Fadi Schumann. Schumann. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're pros. And like Shaka <laughs> and then like heard about Kama. That's when he was fighting like with the UFC. I think he was like getting ready for a UFC fight. And I was like, oh my gosh, his brother's here. He's a pro. Like now it, that's you. And it's I know. <laughs> I'm a big cornball about it. I'm very like happy about it. Um, because I literally was like, what? Like I like I would like tell like my friends from home, like I've trained with pros today. Like, you know, because yeah, like, it yeah. wasn't something I did before. Um at my old school I trained with, um, I was the only female fighter and then there was two other guys that fought just two and one of them was like my coach sure. basically trading partner slash mm -hmm. coach so and they were amateurs they weren't pro so to come here i was like oh my gosh this is crazy cool who um, was that well we know we know the name who i trained with yeah um so i originally was under ryan brinkman i don't know if you would know him um he didn't fight at all he just was black belt in jiu-jitsu i mean he's done a lot with his life um and then uh jay Clum. don't know if you would know him He's yeah. out in Portland now. Is it Ryan or Ryan? Ryan? Ryan. Oh, you know what? How I'm saying it, it's R-Y-A-N. Okay. Ryan. Okay. Same name as you, Ryan? bro. Is it Ryan or Ryan? Is it Ryan or Ryan? Ryan or Ryan? Rado. Rhino. Rado. Yeah, so the room has grown. Um, sometimes it's like so packed we have to like go to the other mat. Yeah. I mean, it's just so cool. Like, like that's just a huge melting pot of like everybody around, not even just Pittsburgh. Like we'll get West Virginia, we'll get guys out in Altoona coming out, like we'll get Ohio, yeah. like it's great. He is Pittsburgh, but like Dalton Rosta was there that day, so obviously yeah. back home from ATT. Like just ha being able to throw that level into the mix too just elevates everybody. Oh yeah. Insanity. Yeah, it's really cool. And like we do we joke about how tough females are to match, which they are, but but one thing I'll say that's very evident is how the female scene is growing as well. Yes. Like the, so what day is it? At, I always mess it up at Matt Factory, the women's wrestling day. Sundays. Is, sun, is it Sunday? Well, it's, um, it's, it's, so Sunday is like a, it's kind of like Sunday's a, open, Matt, right? Yeah. It's kind of like a, it's how, like what we do Saturday at Stout where everybody comes Sunday mm -hmm. at Matt okay. Factory. Then, then we go there to train right. nogi uh jujitsu slash wrestling but a lot of girls from all over yeah you're right like sometimes there'd be so many girls i've never even met before um by word of mouth like maybe like cheyenne knew a girl who knew a girl exactly and, like, then they come yeah so like that's also growing and female wrestling yes. is now a huge thing and like by the time i'm retired the game is going to be next generation. I'm going to be having to be out because the next generation, <laughs> when you grew up wrestling at like five years old, you kidding me? Yeah. And like, that's just like your second nature is wrestling when you start MMA. That's not a thing that most girls have right now that started. Like when we started, I started wrestling because I knew that like, oh, wow, I need to know how to wrestle because MMA is pretty big with wrestling and, and hard grappling and that type of nature and culture. Mm -hmm. Um, but it wasn't a thing when I was growing up. Like, it really wasn't for girls. And now it is. So, like, dude, the game is 
that's yeah the, the game's crazy the next like we were just talking about max and and his opponent at bit b18 like that's going to be female mma very yeah. soon too like it's yep. going to be at that same level and it's really really cool to see yeah for sure the wrestling specifically in western pa like if you can't wrestle you you're done dude i'm <laughs> scared done. for these girls in the future because it's <laughs> gonna be they're gonna be scary like they're gonna be legit who You'll, you'll probably know. Carly Joe was talking about her, and I forget her name. I feel like it was Ava something. Ava oh, Golding? Ava or is, it the, is it the really? She won states like three times in a oh, row wait, or something, okay. they said. I thought I was thinking of the really young one. Um, I meant, to, yeah, I meant Ava. to look her up. I think it, I'm probably messing I it up. Know. Carly Joe. sorry. I don't think you're listening unless you want to. Carly. Comment. But yeah. Carly, don't hurt me. Regardless, <laughs> there some savage high school female wrestler that's on the way up, and Carly's like, if she wants to fight, like she's gonna make noise. Like yeah. you know, she gives me trouble. Yeah. Like that's ridiculous. A yeah. high school kid. And that's the level now for girls. And like how how cool for females to have that outlet of like now they can have heroes that are wrestlers as well. Like a totally new sport to look up to. Yes. Really cool. So cool. Because when I was in high school, if you wrestled, you were weird. Yeah. Like it's just how it was. And it like wasn't weird. So like now that it's like totally more like socially acceptable too, and that like like you said, like there's girl wrestler like like wrestling in the Olympics that they can like look up to and like pro female fighters that are like considered like cool and like they can look up to like I wanna be like that. Like when I was younger, we did not have that. Right. So it's very awesome. Do you think that's a part of the Ronda Rousey effect? Do you think that's directly like the Social acceptance of wrestling is yeah part I mean, of that. I think like people like dog on her because of like her end in in the sport, but like she's groundbreaking. She's, she yes. did. She I mean, literally yeah created something that she's was amazing. nothing. And she's she's like a pretty girl who did something that's like considered manly, mm -hmm. you know. Which like back in the day, like pretty girls, you know, you stick to like basketball and like soccer and you like play yep. your sport you know like that's what we did yep so like except for me i played football you know so <laughs> <laughs> i didn't listen to any of that from the beginning wait wait but wait 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 wait. you played football you didn't know this i don't know nothing oh my goodness man we gotta throw up the picture at some point of me young brit football player yeah i played football till i was in seventh grade started every single year because i was a dog what'd you play played all sorts of positions because you know it's peewee you kind of like whatever she wanted you gotta you gotta check her Instagram, right? She posted a picture recently, yep. an old football picture, and it's classic. Yeah, it's it looks exactly like you. First of all, just shrunken down, like yes. it is hilarious yes. how little you've changed yes. your looks. <laughs> you know how the iPhone will like ask to update the contact like when you add a contact, yeah. like the picture, and so like your picture in my phone that dude, when it updates is so dude, good. That's so funny that that went to everybody. It's like four year old I didn't know Brit. That was gonna happen. <laughs> I thought it was just on my phone to like put as your like new yeah. ID card. No, Everybody's like, everybody. hey, my your photo changed. And I was like, whatever. It's it's a hilarious photo. Yeah. But yeah, like the wrestling specific is so cool because I'm glad Ryan said about Ronda Rousey too, because I, I did want to ask you that. Like I wanted to get into this aspect of it. MMA, we talk about it's a goofy profession for anybody to choose, like super risky. For a woman, that's tenfold at least like at least. So for you getting into this, it's like the ultimate risk and having a role model like Ronda Rousey or whoever it may have been, like, did you have somebody that you were looking up to and like, this is why <laughs> this makes sense for me? Um, I don't know if I ever like made, had someone that I was like, oh, this is why, but Joanna Zajirzek, her last name's hard to say, dude, she's scary. She's a dog. She was definitely like when she was fighting my favorite female fighter, 
she was someone oh my gosh like if you saw her like pre-fight or like she just had this like oh just yeah killer mentality but then i would like watch her vlogs and stuff and her youtube videos of her like outside the cage and literally she's like the funniest lighthearted, mm -hmm. like goofiest person ever mm -hmm. and i think she was someone that like made me i was like oh, i like want to be like her like when i right. first started getting into it and you like just like totally spam your whole computer of like everything MMA. Like I was like, you know, I was just like watching videos of her and like, you know, motivation stuff from her. And um, she was definitely someone that I like was grown towards because yeah. I liked how she was like, she had this like demon mode about her. The boogeyman is coming. She I'm just right. was scary. Like before fighting there announcing her name, she's just I like know. looking at you. And then after she's like, oh yeah, oh, I love Disneyland. <laughs> like she's just great. <laughs> <laughs> she was fantastic, and her her run was as good as it gets too. Yeah. At the top, she was like, I, I, my timeline could be wrong, but I feel like she was just after Ronda. Like yes. Ronda yeah. was just tailing off, and then Joanna was like, no, I'm the best female yeah. fighter to ever do it. Yeah. And then she had obviously a very long run too. Yeah. But it, now I feel like the besides Valentina, it feels a lot more competitive nowadays. Yeah. Like before, it was literally like Joanna and then everybody else, mm -hmm. or Ronda and everybody else. But now it's like, hey, any any one of these ten girls on any given night could win that belt, yeah. which is a cool feeling for sure to see it even out the way it has. Yeah. So you stepping into that, the end goal we haven't really even talked about this. But the end goal for you is obviously the UFC. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. How do you stop yourself from? Do you focus on that a lot, or do you think about UFC a lot? Or do you have to stay literally just one step ahead? I just literally how I live my life. Like like I said before with the, uh, like, about this next fight, it's just, like, day by day. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's my end goal, and, like, I work towards it, but my working towards it is, like, it's really hard to see an end goal because, like, when I see that, like, when I just even think about this next fight, I'm like, okay, before I can enjoy myself and have a white claw, I have to do a lot of hard things until I get there. Okay. I have my hard weight cut coming up. I got to, you know, kill myself with that. I got to like go to weigh-ins. I got to wait around. I got to like do the whole like fight day thing. I got to like, you know, like warm up for my fight, deal with those nerves and then get in the cage and like deal with all this stuff. And like, it's so much like, so I literally just go day by day. And like I said, do what I can, what I can control. What I can control is like, what I'm doing right now, doing the best thing that's for me. What's what's best for me? Staying focused, staying training, staying ready. Um, I don't want to just like say that I want this so bad. I'm going to show you that I want it so bad. Like it's going to just speak for itself. And um, obviously like, you know, making smart decisions for the UFC and like smart fights. And like, I think Invicta will be a great, um, you know, skyrocket for that. And uh, um you know, and, 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 and like one thing I realized with going pro is like you like have to, like I say like all this white claw stuff, but like I don't really drink a whole lot anymore until I know I can fight, you know. So like that's just like staying ready. When LFA fell through, I was like, okay, well, I'm staying ready all the time. You can call me next week and I'll be there ready to go. So um, that's also like it's just a, it's a super long road that I'm not naive to. So um yeah, I think just like day by day doing what I can is going to help me eventually to the, like, you know, the UFC and, you know, PFL, anything that can get me there. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Invicta again because I wanted to get into that too. What, like, how are you able to, if I don't know how much you can talk about your contract, how are you even able to fight for us? Like, <laughs> just, I, I mean, I do know, I'll be yeah. like, I know, obviously, but yeah. people probably won't yeah. know. 
Um, so I talked to my management, and when I signed the contract, basically, from what I understand, this isn't like written in the contract, but uh, they just kind of like want you. They want to help skyrocket you too, just like you guys. You want the best for fighters, so they don't have shows um, every other month. So like, I didn't. I signed the contract with hopes of getting on their October twenty seventh card in Boston, and I didn't. And their next card, and I hadn't already fought for so long, I was, like, missing out on a lot. Of, like, I not missing out. I had had a lot of opportunities fall through with not getting opponents, like, you know, for, like, these cards and the LFA and whatnot. So um, October had fallen through, didn't get an opponent for that one. And their next card, I don't even know if it's announced yet, is probably not going to be until early this coming year. So it's like, okay, i got to wait till then still. And they, I, they don't really want that for you. So my management's like, nope, um, as long as we get the blessing from them and you can find another, like, local card, they usually just let girls, you know, do that And um, as long as you get the blessing from them. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like what I did. I got the blessing from them first because I got a matchup because they want to see, you know, stay active and do the best for you. And I'm super blessed for them letting me do that too. That's super um, cool. As long as I fulfill what they need. Uh, from me so if they're like we need you this date then I sign the contract and I stay professional about that and you know stay with them mm -hmm. were you like an Invicta fangirl would you have said um I wasn't a fangirl I'm honestly like not a fangirl of anything you know just like when he asked about the Jessica I fight like yeah I don't know a lot of stats about anything or right. people or like I'm a and I'm, I'm an athlete appreciator like I really appreciate a good athlete because I know what it takes to like make it to that level and I like to watch fighting and and stuff like that but um Invicta to me was like I, I was like once again like starstruck I knew that Invicta like produced a lot of good female fighters in the UFC and I knew about them when I first started fighting and like if you would have told me like when I first started that you're gonna sign a four fight deal with Invicta I'd have been like wow that's so cool and I still feel that way so I'm like a and I'm a fangirl in the way of like I really appreciate um what they do and I, I realize the level that it is to to be a part of it is, is I'm very blessed for that I feel like you're so driven and kind of maybe lighthearted might be the word but there is an element to me you were talking about how cool it was oh I'm training with pros now and now like Ryan said now you are that pro oh it'd be cool if I signed with Invicta now you are that Invicta fighter when it seems like you're able to take that in stride extremely well. Like when it happens, it doesn't really overwhelm you. Would you say that's accurate? Like yeah. that that change, like it just happens. You're like, well, this is my life now. I guess I'm going to do this thing now. Yeah. Like where do you think that comes from? I honestly think it comes from me, a little bit of like imposter syndrome. Me not like thinking I'm that, you know, mm -hmm. like I, I don't know. Um, I'm like, oh, yeah, well, it's cool. I signed with Invicta, but like I haven't done anything yet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm going pro. Didn't have my first pro fight yet. You know, so, like, I have that, like, humbling in my mind, which is a good and a bad thing. Sure. Because you got to, like, believe it. You got to be about it. And I recognize that. But, um, yeah, I think it's, like, which I, I bet you a lot of people go through that. Like, the greats are just humans. Like, meeting Jessica, I'm like, oh, she's just, like, a person like me. You mm -hmm. know? Like, she's just another girl fighter like me. And um, I think there's a lot of people that are the opposite. Like they build themselves i think it's all ego and like uh you know self you know doubt and stuff but like a lot of people i think do the exact opposite and like build themselves up before they've ever done anything yeah 
I think it's like that in just like life. Mm-hmm. You could have that anywhere. I mean, I worked like in law enforcement as a probation and parole officer and stuff. And I think that's just life, you know? It's like some people aren't so humble and hey, whatever, that's you. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I can see through it and I don't really care how you live your life. But like, you know, uh, life humbles you without you asking for it (laughs) you know what i mean like your true colors will shine and like that's one thing i always just want to stay true and this is the most humbling sport with a fight (laughs) you know yeah and uh so yeah i think like you're totally right about that ryan i think a lot of people are opposite but i think if you look anywhere in life people are just like that some people are just they're like cool dude that's all right whatever makes you feel better that's fine sure you know do that and that's That's what I think is a part of like your, what I talked about earlier on, like the aura you have is just like super, um, the type of person that people want to be around. Oh, thank you so much. Except for your opponent on fight night. (laughs) Did you get your haircut? No, I didn't. Does it look shorter? Yeah, it does. No, I actually haven't cut my hair in a very long time. Same, bro. There we go. See that? Who's? Yeah. You might have. Yeah, it's maybe close. it was Hunter. It's, I was it's thinking close. of. It's close. Yeah. <laughs> my last lock. My last haircut was like right before COVID shutdown. When the really? COVID shutdowns happened, I said, "All right, barber shops are closed. I'm just never cutting my hair again." It it's happening now. Yeah. You pull it off nice. Thank you. I like it. Thank you. I actually had longer hair at one point in college. Oh, okay. It was like, it was crazy in college. Oh wow. Yeah. Ryan's a fan. <sighs> Ryan loves Ryan my loves. hair a lot. He probably does. <laughs> he talks about it all the time. Says how professional it looks so and bad. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Hogaback just commented, "That's my dog." Oh, dude, Anthony. he's got a fight tomorrow, right? Tomorrow you should be weighing in right now, bro. Focus on weighing. I'm glad you're soon. watching. What time yeah. is it? It's one twenty. He probably is soon. Anthony, we love you. I'll be there tomorrow to support you. Get so. that belt, brah. Bring he's home that strap. To, he's gonna be double belted up. Hey, I want to say, like, shout out Hound Dog. We got our two four seven award show coming up oh, after yeah. these fights for the year. Hound Dog's a comeback of Fighter of the Year contender here. He yeah. took took an L back in April for us, I believe it was, but he's bounced back. Won a couple if he wins this one, won a couple titles. Like that makes a pretty strong case for yeah. comeback Fighter of the Year. We'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Dylan also, what on earth is that hat to to Jim Mooney? Not a Texas Longhorns guy, huh? <laughs> Dylan, Dylan ripping on the Longhorns. Dylan who? Dylan just found out about football four know, years really. ago, dude. <laughs> Can he even? He shouldn't talk about much at all, really, but especially football. <laughs> yeah, true. He can't talk about much at all. Ryan Golombuski, hell yeah, brother. Oh, hell yeah, brother. That's my brother. Nice. He, uh, I'm not sure who that is. I don't know him. That's uh, sweet. Thanks for tuning that, in, dude. That's Ryan three thousand. He um he's actually one of our newly um assigned coaches for the MMA team. Whoa. He's a brown belt. He's a good wrestler. Sick. Um, you see how I, I don't know if you've seen like sometimes I wrestle in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um Ryan Yeah, like three thirty AM morning. Um he uh he's like is kind of like the coach of that. So really cool. He has helped me tremendously throughout my career. So love That's you, sick. Ryan. Love you, brother. Takes a village. Takes a village. Yeah. And Stout's got that village going right now. Yeah. I think you said when 
when I was needing to pick up those tickets from you, you were like, I train at 5.30 a.m. and also 5.30 p.m. I'm like, I'm going to go with that p.m. Yeah. option. <laughs> I'm not meeting you yeah, at 5.30 a.m. I'm sorry. It's wild. That is a crazy thing to get out of bed. How long have you been on that kind of schedule? Dude, forever. So with my old job, um, it wasn't a guarantee that I could like get out of work. So even before I moved here out in Lock Haven, I would like get up at 5 a.m. and I would lift because... It was, I, I never know what was going to happen in my day that I was like going to have to stay late. And I knew I had control of that time and I could get my workout in mm -hmm. for training and whatnot. And then uh, when I moved here, um, I, I did the same thing. And then my, my best friend, Jesse, we went to Stout to Lift one time and we ran into Ryan. And I didn't really know him that well. And uh, Jesse and Ryan were like, oh, let's go wrestle next week. Do you guys want to meet up at the same time? And I was like, oh, I'm nervous because I don't know how to wrestle. Like <laughs> these two guys who are studs, like I don't know how to wrestle. And that's how it started. And it's nice. turned into this. It's like an actual like practice now where like a lot of the the MMA fighters will come and, and cross trade with us and other people will come do it. So, um, yeah, it's awesome. It does that room. You don't have to name names. Does that practice have a high density of like elite talent? Is that where the best? Um, it's not like the best. I think it's just like it. Uh, it's definitely not like the best wrestling room around because like sure. we're in PA. Well, yeah, I mean, look know? where we are. <laughs> and, like, yeah, you know. Um, it definitely just shows like it's it's definitely for also like the working man because like how it started is like i wanted to get it in before i had mm -hmm. to go to work you know and if i had to like stay late for work at least i had this practice to go to um so it's definitely like and then some of the other guys who are like maybe newer to mma or newer to jujitsu and they just want to get better and we're like hey we have this just wrestling practice you can get really good at just wrestling not like really good but like it's, yeah. it's just a way to kind of like get reps. extra yeah extra reps in and um, I think it just shows, like, character. Like, you obviously want to be there. It's 5.30 in the morning. You yeah. Know? So, like. That's what I was asking. Yeah. Like, dude, if you're there at 5.30, exactly. you have to want it. You yeah. just have to. Yeah. Charlie Gathers just chimed in. 247, woohoo. I'm not going to yell like Charlie probably is yelling in his house right now, <laughs> which I love. Always good S-H-I-T for the kids. I'm not going to say it, kids. Yeah, very on, very professional. On, Charlie's the man, dude. He he grappled Mando Gutierrez, who's on the Ultimate Fighter and a great pro fighter at Sprawlenberg 1. Yeah. Not many people knew Charlie had a torn bicep there. So oh, he really? literally grappled Mando with one arm. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He's sad. Like that, he is the embodiment of fighters' fight. Like that guy will show up to fight. We could give him a contract. Obviously, he's retired. We could give him a contract. I bet he for would December. come out of retirement. He would do it. He, probably, he would do it. Yeah. <laughs> we could be like, it's Farman Hassanoff that you have to fight. He'd be like, yeah, I'm dude, in. Dude, let's I'm in, do bro. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't know who that is. He's probably a beast. I don't care. I'm going to do it. Yeah. yeah. He sounds famous. Savage. He's, savage. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, I've heard. Awesome. Uh, I've heard some nicknames thrown around for him and i'm like all right he's good he's yeah. legit i'm not gonna spoil it. like i don't know i'm not gonna peel back the onion there because obviously you guys need to protect your interests too with him but yeah sounds like he's pretty freaking talented from he everything is. i've heard mm -hmm. so what is he 155 mm -hmm. he fights at 55 55 <laughs> when i saw him saturday he wasn't 55 <laughs> that saturday <laughs> he was a solid 190 that day oh man that's crazy yeah how is your weight cut you um it's a, so I think for females in general, it's different for guys, you know, it's, we're just right. different bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, it's, it's 
it's never like fun but it's not like the worst thing ever you know it's just like honestly it's just really clean eating for about around a month and then like each week i get cleaner and cleaner and cleaner and cleaner until like i'm just eating like eggs and veggies and like chicken maybe and uh i usually don't have like trouble i would say getting to 35 it's just like discipline to get there mm -hmm. it's pretty pretty easy do you have a pretty set do you work with anybody for nutrition or anything like that or have you just kind of figured it out over time um honestly like if i have any questions i ask will he's like really good right. in that he literally um, wrote a book on it yeah <laughs> he's like but once again like, we're so fortunate so i'll be like hey i'm here like and throughout cutting weight i've learned a lot doing it and asking him questions i'll like retain that information and just kind of like remember what to do or whatnot but i'll have him if i need to ask him any questions and then honestly once again, shout out my girlfriend because like she can make healthy food fun because like when I was on my own, I just ate really gross, very simple meals just because I had to. And so, you know, she'll kind of put a little spice on nice. You know, nice. good, healthy meals. Do you remember Sage Northcutt? In the UFC, he yes, was like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a video of him and his family. Like, I, I don't know enough about his family dynamic, but you can tell that he grew up in one of those oddly strict families were like the debt like he definitely had an eight pack when he was like six years old like yeah. for sure he was that kind of kid and like there's this video of him cooking with tyron woodley and tyron woodley is seasoning chicken and that's it just like putting some seasoning on chicken sage is like what's that and tyron's like what are you talking about he's like i'm seasoning my chicken he's like what's that like salt salt and tyron's like yes you season your food yeah. and sage is like oh i've never had that and they they cook and he takes but he's like that's really good. Dude. Like I never knew chicken could be like, dude, it's literally one of the funniest clips ever. Like, you know, like the white person yeah. meme, we don't yeah. season our food. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was literally that <laughs> to a T. Like Tyron Woodley cooking for Sage Northcutt, salt blew his mind. Yeah. So knowing those things, like obviously having nutrition down, super important for you guys. Mm -hmm. And you, we're far enough away from the fight that I'm not going to feel like as much of an asshole asking this. Mm -hmm. What's your ultimate cheat meal? Oh, yeah, dude. Even if I was close, I'm a weirdo. I love food videos when I'm cutting. Oh, like, okay, I just sit there weird. and watch and I obsess over it. And it's like, I don't know. I like, like watching food videos. Ultimate, like, cheat meal, tacos. Solid I pick. I love tacos. And I love sweets, like cake and ice cream, cookies. Like, Marty's starting to mm, pizza. There it is. Oh, we got we got to talk tacos. Yeah, we, I knew you, I knew Ryan was okay, going to well, chime in. Hit it. Let, like you got to tell me where where where's your Condado. spot? Oh, I like Canado. I do. Um, guys, I'm like really weird. Okay, so honestly, guys, I'm really weird. One of my favorite tacos, just like Tex Mex at home. Okay, I like thought, I thought for sure you were about hmm. to say Taco Bell. And I was no, like, no, 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 Brent, no, no, no. Like I really just like homemade tacos. Okay, with right the, on. Like, seasoned beef. What like, kind of tortillas? I like hard shell. Mm. Wow, that Whoa. wasn't even that on that the is, radar. That is left I have it my way. That's oh, what nice. I like. What? Yeah. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I was I meant flour or corn. Flour or corn. If you're if you're talking that, I like flour. But, um, That's the correct answer. Yeah. Thank you, Britt. Nice. Corn, corn sometimes you just hurt apart. my feelings. That's why there's two. But then it's too much. Then yeah. it overpowers the filling. It does. Yeah. 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 Dude, he doesn't. He thinks he knows food, and he constantly has false food opinions. 
Yeah. Dude, stop. <laughs> Although I like tacos from anywhere, basically, though. I yeah. will say, yeah. That's like the pizza thing. Like, bad right, tacos right. are still pretty good. Still good yeah, tacos. Exactly. Yeah. He did introduce me to La Casa del Tacos in Bridgeville, and I don't know if you've ever had them. I've seen them on Instagram. <sighs> They're incredible. Unbelievable, Unbelievable tacos. Oh, Jim says mid. He said mid. <laughs> well, so. Jim likes you know, Taco Bell. Bad tacos. <laughs> so. And, <laughs> but I mean, it was it was good. I I would go there again, but I don't know that it, I would rave. About Jim, where's your taco yeah. place? Condado. Condado's good. Condado is that the is one good. in the mall? Yeah, yeah. They, they have, have a couple locations. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my! You know, I'm so sad. Mount Wash, you guys got to check out Gordo's. I've yeah, heard of Gordo's, but nice. I love their brisket quesadilla. Wow, is it so good? That's speaking oh, my yeah. language on yeah. so many levels. It's I so want that. Good. Brookline Boulevard, you got to go there. Brookline Boulevard. Is oh, that yeah. where they have their little like uh, stand outside? Yeah, I've oh, seen that too. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. I can't think. There's a place in Moon I've heard of. It's like literally tacos out of a gas station. It's like a Sunoco huh, or really? something. Has anyone gone to? Be incredible. Do they have sushi? Tacosburg. <laughs> I've never even gone? heard of Tacosburg. No, but I've seen that. Isn't that in like it's, on it's your in, way to Mount Lebanon? Yeah, Mount something? Lebanon, like yeah. Dormont, right on 19. Oh, I'll be trying it though. Yeah, we. I, I, I got to hear. Beeria. That's okay. That is, if we're talking like, the it's not really food. like a taco. It, it, it's kind of like a different food group of a taco. That would be my favorite. Yes. Though. Yeah. Birria. What a trend that became in like the dude. past three years. Dude, right? People were like, hey, this exists, by the way. We should mm-hmm. start making this a lot. And they do. Wait, what is that? What are you talking about? It's like a very slow braised beef with a, what's that called? I should totally know oh. the word. Consumé to dip <laughs> yeah. it in like a little. Where, who so does that? Dip it in the juice and there's yeah. cheese cooked in the tortilla. It's like two tortillas cooked with cheese and then it's the shredded my mouth beef. Water. Oh my you actually gosh. dip the, you dip the so tortilla good. in the consomme and then grill it. So it's like a, it's like absorbed the flavor of the juice when you grill. Oh my God. Yeah. Good thing I'm not cutting weight. I'm gonna need Guys, that. this stuff I could talk all day about food. While it doesn't even weight. bother. It that's just makes awesome. Me excited. Hunter so just had my favorite yesterday, so I'm a little, I'm a little jealous. What? Big Rigs Barbecue. Oh, oh I saw. So I want to check that out because you guys went there. You introduced it to me. I should tell him to put like make a taco for you on the menu. Like it could just be a brisket taco. He has all the meats and toppings anyway. Yeah. Like just get some shells and you can talk. He'd have to yeah. buy flour shells and make a mistake. You could oh, do. Here we go. This here guy. Go. This guy. Is, is the entertainment coupon book still around? <laughs> I don't know. So what? Dude, <laughs> what <laughs> year are you in, yeah. Jim? Well, I mean, that's, that's I a long I time. Our reaction was like, but <laughs> I, using that, this is something that um, my wife and I. It's how we discovered new places to eat. Okay. Wow. We would literally okay. just like. There's the 2023 say, okay, version of that. There is the internet. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it's called but, online. Yeah, but that, like that's how we discover new places. That's nice. That's to a just, good way to do yeah. it. That's nice. I like yeah. a dart throw place once in a while, like just yeah. rolling the dice oh, on yeah. some place. No yeah. recommendation. Just I've seen it a hundred times. I'm going to stop there. Yeah, today. I like that too. Yeah, yeah. That place, that fun. kebab Indian place down on uh, Banksville. <laughs> that's where. That's what happened there. It's so good. That kebab that Indian kebab place Indian down Indian there on Banksville. <laughs> 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 Super authentic Indian cuisine critic. <laughs> That's beautiful. I want a taco now, dude. I really do want a Me taco. Me too. Now. It's That's okay. Brutal. Have you had the speaking of healthy things like the carb balanced tortillas? They're like three or four net carbs a piece. I don't know because honestly, dude, tortillas are not that bad for you. 
Okay. They're just not. Fair. Like, if you want carbs, just have them. Just do it. And it's a tortilla. It's this small. I used to be like that, though. Yeah. I used to be very, like, mindful and, like, you know. Sure. Counting everything. Um, But, uh, no, I have not. So, I guess. They taste like regular flour I'm tortillas. Sure That's I'm why sure I'm like, good, yeah. like, of all low-carb things, they're one of the best. Yeah. That you can't tell the difference. I don't think. Jim apparently thinks you can tell oh, the difference. Yeah. <laughs> You get it in the coupon book. That's well, that's, that's where I find my tortillas. <laughs> Is there a specific tortilla seven. section? Yeah. Yeah, subsection three, page four. Oh, wow. I loved the play of saying hard shell taco, though, because that is super uncommon. So now I need to take it a step further with like Condado does it. I know Taco Bell does it. How do you feel about the hard shell wrapped with a soft oh, shell? Oh, for it. All if about there's that. cheese with it. That's the thing. If you got to bind cheese, them. Yeah. I get it. But if I'm trying to sit and have like six tacos, I don't want too many shells in one. Because mm, then I'm like, ah, right. that's a lot of... Fill you up. It's 12 shells. That's a lot of... It's going to fill me up a little more. Yeah. I like to have maybe... <laughs> and if I'm getting my own condado, I will get a couple with the shells like that. Right on. Then I get a couple normal ones and... Yeah, okay. I like it. What's the ultimate taco? Like, build your ultimate okay. taco. Um, aside from a birria taco. Because That dude, doesn't that count. Really that's does that's like a cheat code. You can't say that one. really does it. Um, okay. Ultimate taco. I would say, like you said, the crunchy. So you got the crunchy and then you got the, the cheese melted and you got it folded and that's like flash grilled. And then you have shredded beef. Okay. Seasoned to the perfect season amount that you can have. Okay. Then we have some sour cream and we have some, you got to put it on the bottom because if you put it on the top, it's going to like you bite into it and it flops over. The sour cream just falls off. You don't really get yeah. any taste for There's it. There's some real taco science yes. going on here, and I'm <laughs> I'm here for it. Sour cream, some shredded lettuce, a little bit of jalapeno, some onion, and maybe some la- some cilantro too. Okay. Yeah. Pickled jalapeno or fresh jalapeno? Fresh. What about onion? Fresh onion? Yeah. I'm not a big pickled uh, like onion girl. I know they like complement tacos very nicely, but... Not yeah. a big pickled onion girl. Nice. That is a it's a uni, it's a perfect mix of like a traditional Mexican taco and an Americanized like with yeah. the sour cream and stuff. Yeah, I like it. I want that. Yeah, can we I go get that, that Ryan? Yeah, yeah. seriously. Where we got? They're on their way. Is the nearest taco place to here like thirty minutes away? It's two <laughs> hours. Probably. Yeah. Probably. We're two hours away from a taco right now by flight. It's oh, brutal, Britt. I think we're gonna wrap this up. We've been rolling for like. An hour and a half, almost an hour and 40 minutes. That it always flew. goes, an uh, hour and what? 40 minutes. What? 140. Almost? It's 140. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I know, it goes so okay. fast. It's completely ridiculous. Thank you for anybody who listens. It's a while. They're going to be listening. You got your yeah. army out there. You got your support system. Yeah. I know all of Stout, we've obviously had a lot of people commenting live. It's awesome. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Britt, December 16th versus Danielle Wynn at Braunberg 19. Tickets at 247fighting.com or... Do you have any left? Physical? Oh, yeah. I have general admission tickets. So listen up. Go to my Instagram. Link in bio. Link tree. You can reserve yours. I'll get your name. I'll, we can do Venmo or cash, and I will get you your tickets. I have general admission left, so hit me up. That's awesome. I I was going to just completely wrap it up, but I want to shout that idea out to any young fighter, old fighter, mm-hmm. pro fighter, amateur fighter. Learn. Learn yeah, from the best. About this. Yeah. Her 
reserve online her physical consignments is one of the smartest ideas I've ever seen a fighter selling tickets do, and everybody needs to copy that, in my opinion. It just makes sense. Why not? An easier way to get your consigned tickets out there and make money. Oh, it's so much easier. When when, When I'm juggling a lot of tickets, it's made it so much better, and I can't take the credit. Literally, was my girlfriend that came up with that idea, so... Thank you. She's pretty tree. swell. She's pretty, pretty great. Pretty great. So, <laughs> that's yeah, it's a, great. That's a good way to end it. Be like Brit. Be like Brit. Come oh, out okay. to the fights December 16th. We'll see you all there. Thanks for listening. Oh. There's the fanfare at the end. I know.